You're listening to Legends Cast, a proud member of the Camp Legend Podcasting Network. This episode is brought to you by listeners like you. To become a supporter of the show, visit patreon.com slash camplegend. Greetings and welcome back to Fantasy Legends with uh, your hosts, Gibbles and Bits and Dead Broke Nerd. Dead Broke Nerd, how you doing this afternoon? Welcome to our mid-season review for our fantasy sports ball podcast. Yeah, that's right. It it this is this is not a, a dedicated fantasy football pot. You're gonna confuse the listeners, Gibby. This Maybe is this Legends Cast. This is Legends Cast, a podcast about uh card games and other um adjacent, you know, both sports g- ball gaming. and sports ball related. But but we have five we have five uh Wednesdays in October. Um so we said we've got a lot of time to spread things out. Mark is traveling for the next uh, week or two. So uh we are gonna do some fun things for the first two weeks and then dive into a brand new game for the last three weeks, uh, where we will all three of us be back on the cast together once again, reunited and feels so good. Um and let me just say, this is my first episode back. From gotta be at least a five or six weeks now. That's right. Welcome back. I buddy. had last month, for those of you that don't know, on November on September 19th, my wife gave birth to our first child, Aubrey. Yeah. So I have been uh out of the podcast realm within Legends Cast, Aost Airwaves. Um, I haven't been doing any episodes. I said I'm gonna focus on my family. Both Mark and DBN have been phenomenal in their support of me turning my attention towards my family and has stepped up immensely in order to allow me to do so and have, immense have, is a can, strong word we just sort of I, got on the call and talked to each other but you know we'll take you, the credit you guys, have, you guys have done a fantastic <laughs> we'll job keeping keeping all of the the wonderful content rolling while i've been out uh also some additional members of our community like curry shout out to curry um and our the rest of our past primates team have joined on aos airwaves to help fill some of the gap there that's so true. you weren't just yeah. talking by yourself to everybody so that's true uh, yes. but if it, it feels nonetheless it feels great to be back and it feels great to be recording again with all of the content that i love to be making with you guys and it's mark's turn to take a couple a couple weeks off while he's gallivanting around wherever who knows where well welcome back buddy uh and may i just say um you did a great job on that kid uh because as far as babies go, listen, all babies are cute, okay? But some babies are like ugly cute, right? Like they're kind of babies are are squishy little weird things with no defined features, right? Most babies <laughs> are ugly cute, right? Some babies uh, and I I I think I still hold the opinion like I think there's there are a lot of opinions that change when you have a kid and you're supposed to be like I don't know, like your heart hardened or heart unhardened like you just like you're like the Grinch. With- your your heart grew ten sizes that day, and it breaks right, the frame like, of the little X-ray machine. Like your whole your whole outlook on life and your whole outlook on children in general changes when you have one. But I don't know. This one thing I, I think I've maintained is that there are some ugly babies. Yeah, and dude. I, I'm not so, look. All, listen, all babies I, are cute, even ugly babies, because even, listen, mm-hmm. ugly things can be cute, like. Because like they're, you, you know, yeah, like pug pugs are objectively ugly dogs, but cute 
also like you know what i mean like uh anyways look like like for instance you look at pokemon pokemon's got a lot of weird pokemon there's literally one called trubbish which is a bag that's of what trash. i was gonna bring up with and trubbish. somehow <laughs> i just find trubbish to be you really like, cute who's, who's mother to trubbish right right so my point is you know but as far as the baby cuteness lottery goes i think uh you and your wife uh similar to your luck in pretty much everything the <laughs> That's right. Uh, the Gibby Luck continues because you have one of the most adorable babies I've ever seen and as a relatively unbiased observer, right? It's not like I have my own ki- kids to compare it to. I've seen a lot of other people's kids, and I'm just saying, like, well done. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. She she looks, I think so far, the opinion is she looks the most like my wife between the two of us, and I'm considering I... Married my wife for a multitude of things, but one of them is also just because she's beautiful. I, I, I'm happy that Aubrey looks like Mackenzie. She is phenomenal. She, she looks awesome. She's healthy. She's eating well. She's sleeping well, relatively. So, um, baby is good for anybody that was wanted an update. She is probably eight and a half pounds now, and um, she's she's doing fantastic. Well, that's uh, definitely definitely relief. Um, and we are just glad to have you back, man. So, um, you. And you know, I got her a onesie. We got our onesie from somebody that said, and it's important and it'll transition into what we're talking about. On oh, this okay. Episode today. Right. Um, we've got her a onesie that says on Sunday, we watch football with dad. Oh, that's and, adorable. And we've put it on her and she's too big for her yet. So we've tried oh, okay. and soon and very she, soon. She'll fit into it here in probably a couple weeks. Um, as she moves into the next size of clothes and all of that. But, we have uh there's been a lot of weeks of football since the last That's time true. we talked. It's That's true. We, we did our preseason like prior to the draft, almost like the lead up to the draft episode where we mm-hmm. broke down our strategies, our view, our views on some of the teams going into it from just a football perspective, but also a yep. fantasy football perspective. Who did we trust? Who did we not trust? And we've uh, I think we've been right in some areas. Mm-hmm. Also been very wrong in some areas too. Um and I we had a, a, we should a have gone and looked back at that to see exactly what our takes were. I'm pretty sure most of my takes are panning out, to be honest. Um, so this will be interesting to 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 think about. Um, so yeah, la- and I think last time we talked to the other wrinkle that got thrown into it is right before our fantasy football draft for our main league. Oh yeah, we had we had a little bit of a um, a little bit of a change league so, drama. Little bit slight league drama. So one of my friends who this league, like I, I mentioned on our previous episode, we've had going for over a decade with from friends, friends of mine from high school, and some other people have dropped off and have been added in. So we probably got, I think out of the 12 people in our league, we've probably got three or four that we didn't go to high school with, but there's a good seven or eight of us that are have, have been doing this for over a decade in this league specifically. Well, one of them, his name is Sean. Sean is in the military. And he is, or I think he's an army ranger, and he got deployed after, like in, in August, he got deployed out to the desert for like six weeks where you're, you're told you're not allowed to have your phone. You can't have mm-hmm. a contact with anybody until you get back or until you're done. So we're trying to talk about the draft day. We're trying to talk about like when we're going to draft and all that stuff, get payment from everybody. No word from Sean. Two days before the draft, like we're trying to contact him, and we eventually dropped him out of the chat because he hadn't responded. The day before the draft, Sean responds and goes, hey, I want back into the league. 
am I too late? And I said, we're drafting tomorrow. You need to talk to the commissioner. He talks to the commissioner. They found one of the significant others of one of our, our guys who also would agree to play. So we went back from 10 teams that we've always been historically to up to 12. So with that 12 team, the expansion came a re random reorder of the draft. Yeah. So we, I was been- not, I was, I was, uh, being dramatic probably, but I was not happy. You, uh, you were, you were being rather dramatic about it, if I'm honest, but that's okay. Hey, we, listen, I, I had like prepped so hard. I, I had, so like, I always do last minute prep, but like a, like a lot of it. Like I spend, I'll spend several hours and, you know, but Gib- Gibby had more of like a slow burn prep. Like he's just consuming a lot of content, really focusing it in, looking through different draft strategies, doing, you know, mock drafts from a couple different positions. Like he had kind of put in probably the better work for a, uh, a, a turnaround like this where there's a last minute change i was just like all right i got this position the day before i'm gonna yep. spend like five hours you know focusing on this but i've also been on the job hunt so like even back then like i was like i don't want to waste too much time here and i don't like my time being wasted <laughs> which there's also there's also a, there's also like a, a subscription a, a fancy football subscription that I, I typically have done the past couple of years that i did do this year as well that helped prep me for and also gave me a lot of content to be able to sift through in some expert draft rankings and, and whatnot. And I provided those to you. I, I did some of the legwork up front and I gave you basically like a draft breakdown sheet that gave you the info from your draft position mm-hmm. and maybe some suggestions on like, hey, this is a player I would target at, against our our platform's ADP versus like the expert rankings. These are some guys that maybe to go after. And then all, all of it changed. But the I mean, the rankings were still valid. The rankings were valid. It just, but. yeah. It also, like, I had a, so, like, originally I was position four in a 10-team league, and I was like, I feel like I have a very reliable script. But then when it got shifted, and I became sixth pick in a 12-team league, all of a sudden my script went out the window, and there was, there, because of the way that the draft was, like, rolling out, like there was like three or four different like breaking point picks where I'm like, I don't like the next tier down of wide receivers or running backs at this position where I was hope where I'm hoping to get a running back. Do I like and if I take one of those that I like in this tier of, of wide receivers, um, how does that affect my next three picks? Because in the next phase, I won't like the grouping of that tier's running back. So like it was just like over massively complicated things from the specific position I ended up in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's get into it. Let's, I mean, I think we're going to, I think the first thing on our docket is we're really going to go into a draft breakdown of how our draft went. Mm-hmm. What are, t- what, who did we draft in each round? What did our, what do our teams look like coming out of the draft? And then that's going to kind of transition us into how has our team's been performing in our league, our 12 team, com- very pretty competitive league. What, how, how have they improved? How have they not improved? Where do we currently sit in our rankings? And mm. just how have we approached the first half of the season about trying to improve our teams to give us the best position to win every single week? And then what, is, what, do, we, what do we evaluate the landscape of the NFL fantasy football season looking like in the back half of the season? And what are our, our goals and objectives on how to improve our teams? Or maybe what is our path to victory? Because that's at the end of the day, that's the sure. goal of fantasy football is what is your path to victory? So so let's get into it. Um, do you want to go first or second talking about our drafts? Um, I'll, I'll, you, you go ahead. All right. So I was prior to the, the draft shakeup, I was supposed to be the seventh pick in the draft. Well, 
Gibby Luck. Mm-hmm. Draft gets reshaken up. And I came away with the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. <laughs> so I, out the gate, had the ability to pick the number one player. <clears throat> and I went with the consensus number one, which was Justin Jefferson. And by and large, I do think he is still arguably, if not arguably, the best wide receiver in, in the league. Um, but he has unfortunately had some, uh, some injury concerns. And he's been on IR for me for the past couple of weeks, but I, we won't, I won't go into that yet. So I mean, he did great a, for you the first <clears throat> few weeks before the injury. Oh, yes. He did fantastic my first few weeks before he got injured. Yeah. He got injured in week five. So I had him for a good four weeks, and he mm-hmm. was on pace for 140, 150 yards almost every single week. Yeah. And throw a touchdown or two in there. So that's a really, really high floor for yeah. a wide receiver. Um almost puts you on a historic pace, which is what we're seeing from AJ Brown now. Yeah. So round two comes back to me at the 24th pick. And I scooped up Jalen Waddle as my wide receiver too. And in my third round, I looked and said, okay, I've got, I've got quarterback options here. There's Jalen hurts. There's Patrick Mahomes. There's do I, do I want to take a quarterback here? I like the idea of having a top wide receiver and who I project to be the top quarterback on the season let's get them out of the way now and let everybody else fight for qbs and and miss pick in rounds and then that will allow me to scoop up good players later i'm going to take mm-hmm. patrick mahomes now third round patrick mahomes patrick mahomes is, is still the talent that he is and he's doing he's doing well they just need some more wide receiver help and we'll that'll come into some some play about how the draft or how the league's been going later on yeah um my fourth pick comes around to me at the 48th, 48th pick. I picked Deontay Johnson. So I've got three wide receivers and a QB at this point, and I pretty much punted the running back position. Right. And said, I'm going to wait to try to steal some running backs in the, in the late rounds and play the waiver wire well, because I'm, I'm, I've, I've historically been very active on the waiver wire. Fifth pick right behind that, I also picked up a guy who fell way farther than he should have because people weren't willing to take a chance on his post ACL uh, recovery and maybe he even his talent in his team. I picked up Brees Hall. Yeah, you, you picked up Brees Hall. I met, I was messaging about it because I, I was seeing that it was falling to you. I was like, bro, you got to You got to roll it like you better do it. If you like, if because you, you had zero running backs. And at that point, Brees Hall is like potentially a, had the upside of being a top running back when he comes back. And yeah. I was like, dude, if you don't have a running back now, you're never going to get a better upside play than this. And we like message, we messaged like back and forth a little bit. And, uh, and you were like, cause we were, spoiler alert, we were pretty separate, pretty far away from each other in the draft. We were almost never going after similar targets. Um, which is great. Cause then we can get to kind of yeah. bounce ideas off, of, off each other in the draft without like stealing players from each other. Exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, so, that was a great pick in my opinion. Yeah. So that worked out. Um, As opposed to way- Deontay Johnson, which we can talk about. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> long, long way back. Pick 72. David Montgomery mm, yeah, sits there one. too. So David Montgomery comes back to me as, as an RB. And I also picked up another another running back right behind him in Rashad White. Big volume guy for Tampa Bay. Um pick eight, Jackson Smith, and this is where I started to kind of take some take some chances on yeah, some. Yeah, I mean eight and on is kind of but yeah, I'll go th- I'll go th- quickly through who I drafted. Especially especially remember in a 12 team league, by round 8 all of the sure things are pretty much gone. 
which and at that point I was like, okay, let me take some chances on some some upside rookies. So I picked up Jackson Smith and Jigba for wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. Mm -hmm. Jalen Warren running back for Pittsburgh. Zay Flowers, wide receiver for Baltimore rookie at the 10th round. Yeah, Zay Flowers grabbed Dalton Kincaid as my tight end and Buffalo's defense defense Tajay Spears in the 13th round. Mm -hmm. So like these were those were the rest of my a lot of my picks were looking at rookies that could that could evolve into an important role. Yeah, some of those I've kept on my roster. Some of those I've moved on from through Mm -hmm. for other reasons. But um, overall, felt relatively good coming out of the draft. I mean, it's hard to not right when you're in the first pick. You just there's a distinct advantage being at the front of the draft, especially when you get first pick or second pick. Yeah. Couple guys that I, I wanted well, to you also take get to, to take back to back picks. That's like such a yeah. powerful thing. Yeah, is is just having certainty for two picks in a row. So yeah. that's how my draft worked out. Um, why don't you take us through yours? Yeah, I'll go quick. Um, so when I was sitting at the fourth pick, um, I had pretty much decided uh, I was going to go for either uh, Austin Eckler or Tyreek Hill, and I hadn't picked yet. I hadn't decided. And I was leaning Austin Eckler, um, mostly just because I was kind of like tracking down like what would be the next situation. And I didn't like where some of the running backs the next time it came around would be. So I was like, ah, maybe I'll wait till like the third or fourth to get us, you know, a, a second running back or, you know, so maybe I'll just um, grab Eckler, get a top tier volume guy, you know, lots of passing yards in a full PPR league, like. Uh, lots of reception. So uh, that was my plan. But I was also like debating with Tyreek Hill. And at the time, we weren't sure what the uh, legal ramifications were until literally the draft day. Um, and so like, we weren't sure if he was going to have like any sort of suspensions <laughs> yeah, or punched, whatever. He punched some guy on a marine like, on like a marina and was supposed to possibly receive a uh, a suspension, but then ended up not. Yeah, I mean, you know, welcome to football players getting away with sometimes even up to murder. So, you know, <laughs> um, can, yeah, this is the world we live in. But anyways, um, so I was like unsure about that. Um, and then I got bumped to six. And I was like, ah, shoot. Um, at that point, we were looking at like, uh, potentially like Tyreek was moving up in the draft prospects higher. I kind of doubted I would get him. Also knowing Gibby's group, they like their star receivers. So I was like, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm going to get him. I don't think I'm also, I also don't think I'm going to get Eckler. So my original plan was I will get, um, I was, I'll get Travis Kelsey um, or I'll get, I'll reach on someone like, you know, a Stefan Diggs or something like that just to get a solid receiver. But I hated that six position. Uh, that being said, everything came around and Austin Eckler wound up in my lap at six. Uh, somebody passed on Eckler for Cooper Cup, which felt very questionable um, she, to be. So to clarify, she didn't know that he was injured. She well, didn't look at it. So she just a, drafted him and. As soon as it happened, I was like, you know that he's like out for the first four weeks. And she was like, I know that now. Thank you. Yeah. My husband uh, well, just told do your me. homework. Uh, That's all well, I'm do saying. Your, do do your, your homework. homework. Uh, so I got Eckler, which felt like a steal at the time. Um, and comes back around to pick 19. Another steal with Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, the PPR god. Uh, 
who is having he's just you know what's crazy is he has some huge upside he will have some pop-off games but he never has a game where he he doesn't get at least you know 14 to 15 points minimum he is both a floor and a ceiling guy in ppr because he just moves all around the field well and he's on a team now that's performing relatively well too so which is which is he's on an ascending lions team which is great yeah um so came back around gibby took patrick mahomes all of my uh, drafting, like my my mock drafts and stuff I had done the day before, were just had this huge run on quarterbacks. And I was, again, pretty convinced I would not get a, you know, elite level quarterback. Uh, Gibby snatched up Mahomes, uh, you know, and I looked at that. And I was like, ah, well, you know, that means I'm sure that... Um, with the next some sometime in the entire next like 10 picks before it comes back to me, or I guess it was like seven picks at that point. Cause you get pick pick anyways. I was like, somebody will grab Jalen hurts. Jalen hurts was projected to go above Patrick Mahomes, but Gibby looked at the two and decided he wanted Patty. Um, and then nobody picked Jalen hurts. And I felt like they were picking a lot of like, you know, unsure like running backs and stuff instead. So I was hoping to get a second running back here. I was hoping to get something like, um, Oh, oh shoot! What's his name in um in Vegas? Uh, why am I blanking on this? Josh Jacobs. Yeah, Josh Jacobs or Derrick Henry or something like that. But everybody wanted their RBs, which I'm like, okay, fine. But now there's I don't like the next batch of wide receivers, and I like at at their value. I didn't like the next batch of wide receivers as much, and I didn't want to reach on a running back. So I'm like, fine, I'll take Jalen Hurts. Okay, great. Uh, that's he's been good. It's been not this. It has not been last season. Look. So far, it has not been last season, but Philadelphia is winning games in all sorts of different ways. They're probably the best team in football right now. Um, And so I'm pretty happy to have what is proven to be a high floor quarterback. Um, I think he's only had one game under 20 points and most of them are over 25, something like that. I'd have to double check. He's been phenomenal. He's been phenomenal. Uh, So then I kind of go down and I'm like, all right, let me backfill some depth at wide receiver. I went. Uh, Tyler Lockett at 43. I kind of sort of reached on D hop at 54, which is an interesting, uh, situation. And then DJ Moore fell to me, uh, and I grabbed DJ Moore at 67. So all of that felt great. Um, you know, more veteran wide receivers. Um, I don't know. Call me, uh, call me bad at this game, but I'm just more of a floor guy. I've realized this. I like to have consistency and then be picking one or two players to spike. Um, I don't like to have a bunch of, you know, up and down volatility, which is ironic considering what Tyler Lockett has been, who used to be a floor guy. And now he's a volatile player, which, you know, irritates the crap out of me. So I went, uh, Khalil Herbert and Antonio Gibson to round out my running backs. Uh, this has been a weird, weird running back year. Um, for whatever reason, Washington hates Antonio Gibson, even when he plays well, they just don't let him on the field. It, it boggles my mind. I mean, I know he's had some fumbles in the past, but like, I don't know. He's, he's, he's great with the ball in his hands. Uh, I don't know why they don't throw to him more, but, uh, then I, I went and, uh, I grabbed sky Moore, who was the supposed, you know, ascending oh, uh, receiver in Kansas city. And he's God awful because he has brick hands. He, he just, Small you know, brick hands, right. He's just, awful uh, at catching the ball great at running routes but if you never catch the damn thing it doesn't matter 
Um, <laughs> Sky more or floor less. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. Tell me about it. I I'm, I'm done with it. Like, anyways, I literally dropped him after week one. I was so angry <laughs> because he should have had like three touchdowns or something crazy. Like he dropped a ton of things in the end zone in week one when they, when the chiefs lost to, uh, the lions. So, um, then I did something that was great and has won me a lot of games single-handedly, which was draft my Dallas Cowboys defense at uh, at uh, round 115. And Gibby was giving me shit about it, but the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. defense, yes, you were. Yes, you were. I can pull up. I have the receipts. I have the receipts. I, I, I did not think that they would be the number one defense, but they have proven to be week in and week out great. Except for one week, they had one bad week. Uh, but besides that, they're getting interceptions and like you know defensive scores left and right. They're getting a ton of pressure and sacks. There's one been one game where they dropped a dud, right? But like that's defenses in general. Yeah, like y- you know, some, there's some there's some matchups like not every defense is matchup proof. Like there's right. just going to be ways that t- other teams are built to beat your defense. So uh, and Dallas, for what it's worth, is not the best defense in football winning games. Like they're not the best at winning games in football. Uh, now, granted, I think Dak Prescott is scoring washed, points for fantasy, but they're great at scoring points for fantasy. Uh, so, anyways, and it's also just exciting to be able to watch Micah Parsons cook and be like, not only am I excited as a Cowboys fan, I'm excited as a fantasy manager. Like, hell yeah! Uh, and then I'll just run through my last few picks, none of which are still on my roster, uh, which was Tank Bigsby, which there was a lot of buzz. Um, Travis Travis Etienne had had injury concerns well not this year he's popping off tank bigsby's a nobody moving on uh tyler higby which was a projected tight end but then puka nakua showed up didn't matter anymore uh marvin mims jr denver sucks apparently uh luke musgrave which i ended up cutting for space at a certain point i still really like luke musgrave yeah but um you know had to cut for other things same, um, same thing for me i had donald yep. Kincaid and i cut him and He's he's, yep. relevant, he's doing great now. Relevant. Well, you know, so that was projecting on a rookie to pop off early on. And and then uh, Graham Gano is my kicker. And I do love uh, Graham Gano as just a, I like his name. Uh, but, uh, you know, kickers are kickers. So. Yeah. So so we had our drafts look very differently. Um, in what how we projected and how we we approached building our lineups. Yours was a lot more balanced. And you had went for a lot more floor guys to build yeah. yourself a solid roster every single week. Um, and mine had more volatility to it and more high upside guys. And then let's see if I can win weeks and hold out until the guys that are supposed to come online within week four, week five, like a Brees Hall yeah. do. And then it builds a complete picture. So give me your your top draft pick that you picked. It doesn't matter what round, but either against their average draft position or maybe what they were expected to do. Give me your favorite pick that you made and your least favorite pick that you made. Uh, yeah, my, my favorite pick that I made was Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, I named my team. Uh, it's, uh, we're the, we're the feast of St. Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, look, I, dra- I, why I liked it is that I did. I really was convinced there was no world in which Amon Ross St. Brown dropped to me at the 19th pick it's kind of ludicrous so that just felt like highway robbery and Mm. still feels that way now i will say that with the addendum that i will probably lose my matchup this week uh because i need amon ross st brown to get me 12 points to win on a monday night game uh this will be resolved by the time you're listening um 
and supposedly he has the flu right now. So that's not that's not boding well. But the flu is the flu. Uh, but he's been fantastic, and also just an electric player to watch. The Lions are exciting to watch this year. So from an enjoyability perspective, I really like that. I've also been, you know, the Chicago Bears have been weird, but DJ Moore has also been interesting. I say yeah. interesting, like there's been a couple weeks where it's like, ah, eh, but. He does so much with the ball. His yak is insane. Like, uh, he's just yak a beast. Yak yards after catch for anybody who doesn't know that acronym. Yes, yes, yards after catch. Uh, and he's also another player, super fun to watch. Just a, the dude is built. Like, he's strong. He's just like, I, there was literally the game yesterday where he was getting tackled. He caught the ball. He was getting tackled. He reaches arm back and pulled the defender off of him, like mm-hmm. threw him to the ground and ran another like eight yards. It was, it was impressive. So anyways, he's had a, a couple games where he's really popped off. Um, and so I've been very happy with, uh, with that pick. Uh, the, the, my least, my least favorite pick was Antonio Gibson. Um, really disappointing. I mean, look, I think the guy, I think Washington, I'm picking a running back at 91. This was going to be like my second running back uh, or my third running back after Khalil Herbert. Right. And it doesn't make sense why Washington plays him as little as they do. Like it, it is, I think it is a internal organizational thing. Now is Antonio Gibson amazing? No, like he's not a, a even a tier two running back, but as a flex running back, he should be you know getting more volume than he is. So th- that was a frustrating pick because I would looked at it and I'm like, I've seen the tape of him. I know he's good. Yes, he puts the ball on the ground a little bit, like in his history. But like, you know, Brian Robinson is a different style of back. Like Antonio Gibson should be there on third down, change of pace, like passing, and they really haven't done a lot with him. So that that was. After the first couple of weeks, I cut him. I, I'm sure he, I, I'd need to look and see if he had a couple more, if he's had any more good games since then. I think he did have one game where he did decent. I think he got a touchdown or two. But like overall, just super volatile, which isn't my cup of tea. And it, and on paper, he shouldn't have been. So anyways, that was probably my biggest bummer. Like Because I took him at my eighth pick uh, at 91 and just a complete dud for that spot. Yeah. That that totally makes sense. So for me, looking at my draft might surprise some people based off of what I talked about that I've taken. Overall, I thought my draft went really, really well. Yahoo did too. They gave me a great grade. Not that that means anything. Yeah, that Yahoo dumped on me, by the, the way. Yahoo draft grades are a joke. They mean nothing. But I think my favorite pick I made was Zay Flowers in the 10th round. Mm-hmm. 10th round, picking up a rookie who has emerged into being, I'll say, a 1A and that sure. is with for for a ascending now probably viewed as a top 3 team in the NFL Ravens uh team Lamar is having a great season which he's also not running the ball as much he's it's a lot more it's a lot more of a pass heavy team which is great I, it's not yeah. what they've seen in the past can we talk about how i single-handedly saved your draft what do you mean when you wanted to draft uh their uh, running J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins is doing great now. Uh, he wouldn't. He would have been useless. Yeah, the first he, like six weeks though. Right, and and you were like, oh, I really, I really like J.K. And I'm like, bro, he's gonna get hurt. Like, and never mind. I'm talking. You said J.K. Dobbins. I'm thinking of Gus Edwards. No. Yeah, I was gonna say he's he's done for the season. Yeah. And I'm like, 
I'm like sitting here. I'm like, did he come back? I see you had me second guessing myself. I was like, did, did he come back miraculously? No, he no, blew he out his Achilles. Not. Yeah. And then I think my least favorite pick, uh, ironically, has been Patrick Mahomes. Um, yeah. It's not that Mahomes is doing badly. He's 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 a solid quarterback and he's given me he's probably my floor guy. Right. Except with the exception of this week where he also had the flu and played in Denver in 20 degree weather. But amongst the top three quarterbacks, I was just looking it up fan points wise, like, like how many mm-hmm. points did they scored through the first X number of weeks? Mm-hmm. Um, Mahomes has scored roughly, I think it's like 175. The uh, Josh Allen scored like 215 and I think Hertz has scored like 220. So wait, who's, out wait about what 40. is the what is the top five? Do you have that in front of you? Of of uh, fantasy quarterbacks. I, I don't have the top five weeks. in front of me. I was just looking up the top three compared to where they were being drafted. So ah, okay. talking about Hertz, Allen and, and Mahomes. So of my three, I picked Allen just, or I, I picked Mahomes because I thought he had the highest potential for passing touchdowns. He's also relatively decent as a runner and also just insanely talented. And he's got a great coach to scheme with him. And with the weapons he's got, it's he's, he's been making the most out of what he's been able to do with his team and his lack of wide receiving core where, both hurts having Deonta uh, was it Devonta Smith and in AJ Brown having an insane mm. season and, and Josh Allen having an alpha at uh, Stefan Diggs and a pretty solid B at Gabe Davis. Mahomes yeah. doesn't have those weapons with the exception of Kelsey, who is breaking the tight end position pretty much every week still. So, yep, it's and the, the path forward looks great. I mean, they have a pretty good schedule and we'll see mm-hmm. if they pick up a wide receiver as we approach trade the deadline, the trade deadline to maybe make it a little bit better. They're sitting at six and two. So they're still doing great. Oh, yeah, they're doing they're, they're, they're going to continue. They're a playoff team no matter what they do. Like, yeah, you just you look at missing out on 40 points or so through the mm-hmm. first eight weeks and you're like, what? I wish I would have had those 40 points. However, some of Mahomes' weeks have won me weeks. So it's it's almost a. It's an upside downside. Yeah, feels, he's had it huge feels good. weeks. It feels good and feels bad at the same time. So, um, well, as now, far as like how our rosters have changed, you, you are now more married to Mahomes than ever. I am. So, what I think we should do now is let's talk about how the first eight weeks have been for our team. Where do we sit within the league, and what has been our strategy? for trying to improve our team each week because you and I have taken com- very, very different strategies. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, you've, both you've been more active and probably. Well, you've been I, a lot I, more active in the waiver wire. I mean, we've both true. been active in the waiver wire, but you've had more success on the waiver wire versus that's true versus versus that's mine. True. And I have been a lot more active in constructing trades. I have not done that right at all. So and that's I think a lot <laughs> less common, too. So. Talk us through what you've, how you're performing so far, where you currently sit within our standings, and well, we can just uh, we can just talk about that really briefly. Where both of us are, we are both sitting at five and two. Uh, we are sitting in third and fourth, respectively, with a four point advantage currently going uh, to Gibby. So Gibby is sitting in third with nine hundred seventy four points four, and I'm sitting in fourth. Uh, with 970 points for, which will change after this week. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, my my team uh, absolutely fell apart this week. Um, but we'll we'll talk about maybe some of the reasons why my point total is oh, sure. so low for for for. Well, for but that's just one weeks. week. But but point is, you and I are sitting at third and fourth in a 12 team league. That's we're doing fine. Like, we're doing fantastic. We're doing great. 
especially since the guy who's first in our league is seven and zero, and he yeah. also has less points for than us. He's just got insane. He's gotten insanely oh, lucky. True. Yes, that is true. I was messaging him about it too, and he knows. Like he he's he's gotten insanely lucky. Which with is the matchups. inverse of what happened to me last year, where I had the most points for and a ton of losses. Where just the yeah. one week pop offs from other people, and I'm sitting down there. I was. I think I. I think I ended uh, eight out of or seven out of uh, ten last year, but with mm-hmm. the most points for by like a huge margin. Like, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, you ran into some bad luck last year, so. This guy's um, running into some great luck this year, and uh, he's sitting at seven zero. So there's a seven and zero team. I beat the only six and one team last last week. Last week, and I might you're, beat them. You're you're facing this week, and you it's a it's a toss. It's a year, it's a if Amon Ra plays game. Uh, if he plays, I'm he's I'm sure he'll get twelve points. Uh, yep. If, if not, you and I will be. We'll be two both of three teams sitting yeah. at five and two, or sitting at uh, five and three. Five and three, yeah. Because I think the guy who's at four and three is supposed to win. Yeah, I will either move down. I'll either move down to fourth or well, I'm fourth. I'll either stay where I am or move to fifth, or I'll move up to two, depending on the outcome of this game. But um, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see. So um, you asked the question, I didn't answer. Uh, how have things changed? How have I managed things? I have been super active on the waiver wire. Um, I do take you know Tuesdays and usually watch highlight reels and stuff like that from the different games where I'm like, I'm interested in a player. And so I'll go and watch and see what like, I'm a big eye test guy. Like I'm not saying other people aren't, but I think that's kind of, I feel like why I've been successful on the waiver wire is like, I like to go and see and I'll look back. And if there's a player that popped off on the score or on the, on the stat sheet, I'll go look at it and be like, did I feel like this was earned? effort you know you know what i mean was was this effort-based success or was this luck-based or scheme-based success you know what i mean right 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 right. because like you've got guys that have had big pop-off weeks for one week but if the other team just completely missed you know tackles and completely um or if there was a scheming issue where like they were just sitting in a zone and not rushing the box like and the running back pops off. It's like okay, but they're, that's not going to happen every week, and they're going to have learned their lesson that they didn't respect this backup running back or whatever. Um, which is watching the tape is why I got Zach Moss a week before everyone else wanted him. Yeah, and that has been that is why I am sitting at five and two single handedly. The Zach Moss pickup, and I think uh, uh, week two, I believe I picked him up. It was week two or week three, but everybody wanted him week three, week four. And uh, I grabbed him and dude, uh, I mean, he's 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 a beast. And realistically, I did not think there was a world in which Jonathan Taylor came back to the Colts. And so I thought I was like, wow, I have lucked into, you know, uh, a top tier running back for the rest of the season. And unfortunately, JT's back, uh, which doesn't make any sense at all. It did. First, it didn't make sense why the Colts didn't want to pay him. And then it sort of made sense. And then it made extra no sense why the Colts decided they did want to pay him. It's so stupid. They're, um, they are, they're an organization that doesn't make any sense. Their, their owner is way too flighty. Um, but anyways, so I have Zach Moss, even in, a t- even in a split workload, he's still got 14 points this week. 11 rushes for 66 yards. That's six rushes per six yards per carry. Like the, his yard per carry is fantastic. He's just a beast. Um, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping behind, beyond hope that he gets traded at the trade deadline to a team where he'll be the workhorse back. And I think there's a high likelihood that that could happen. 
um, especially especially with uh, Anthony Richardson out for the Colts and them like not having like, they have Gardner Minshew like they're not gonna if they make the playoffs they'll get knocked down the first round and hopefully they know that and they trade Moss while he's while he's valuable so anyways I don't know what you think about that but uh, Zach Moss yeah I mean it's it's a possibility he gets traded but if he doesn't like there's always there's oh he, he's still receiving work and it's it's almost like he's a guaranteed backup at worst, right? Like yeah. he's, his production has been so good that even if Justin or if um, JT ends up having mm-hmm. majority of the work going forward, if there's ever a game that he misses, which is on, isn't uncommon for running backs or even just needs a breather. Cause he's not playing a hundred, hundred percent of snaps. You'll right. at least always have a minimum amount of work that Zach Moss will get. And he's making the most of it. So he is. He is. And yeah. they like and, him like the team and, really likes him. And even this past week, he was the back they went to around the around the goal line. So yeah, like he might be similar to like a Jamal Williams last year for the Lions, where he's the goal line back to the the star running back piece mm-hmm. that you see on first, second and third down. But in the red zone, Zach Moss just might vulture a bunch of touchdowns and some catch offs, catch some dump offs and be completely valuable. Right. So now that is the most interesting thing about my team. Uh, truly was the Zach Moss pickup. Now I will yeah. say the other interesting thing is that I've somehow my bench has somehow consisted of almost entirely two teams. Uh, I'm exaggerating a little bit, which is the Chicago bears running game. I have all three running backs, including Khalil Herbert on IR. I have Roshan Johnson and I have uh, Dante Foreman, who crushed it last week. I rolled the dice on him again this week, and just their running game got nothing going, which is what I was worried about. But Roshan Johnson didn't do – he got two more points than yeah, Dante it, Foreman it, anyways. You and didn't then, pick the wrong player. It just, and then it just there's a, now a fourth running back, Evans, that vultured a touchdown and almost vultured a second touchdown. It's ridiculous. Um, so somehow I'm stuck with the Chicago running game, but I'm like, I I don't know. I, I had the space. I was like, I'll just – I'll sit on these and see which one wins out over the next couple of weeks. But, and then also my backup quarterback who I have yet to need to play, but in a few situations, wish I had played, which was uh, <laughs> to quote uh, Matthew Barry, the future hall of fame quarterback, Sam Howell of the Washington Commanders. So ridiculous. I love that dude's show, man. Like I, it's, it's ha- so happy funny. Hour. The happy yeah, hour is it, so funny. Yeah, if you like if you like fantasy football and you're looking for another show to watch, watch the the fantasy or it's the yeah fantasy football NBC happy hour. By it's, it's an NBC. yeah it's NBC show yeah yeah so they're sponsored <laughs> by Applebee's. They'll tell you all about it every single show. Oh, uh, dude, it's for free. so it's, funny. It's, it's, it's like they they've just leaned into the gimmicks, and I'm just like, this is just makes me laugh. But um, anyways, uh, yeah, Sam Howell is weirdly good. Like, can you can we imagine like so like last? I mean, he got 38 fantasy points this week. He's had uh, he's had a few dud games. He's had two dud games. He's had um, four more games over twenty fantasy points, and then this week he had thirty eight. Like he's not bad. The commanders are bad, but he's not bad, and he's got weapons. I mean, Scary Terry's having a great year too, by the way. Yep. Um, yes, so, is. anyways, uh, that's been interesting. So that, that that's kind of where I'm sitting at. Um, the Cowboys defense also just has won me a lot of games. So like, I feel like weirdly what, what has been funny is I picked all these floor guys and then I'm sitting on D hop and Lockett, who I viewed as floor guys that are instead extremely volatile. 
Now, part of that is because of the quarterback situation in Tennessee with Tannehill being injured and also just maybe not being good. Um, and then, of course, you know, looking at Seattle, like there's just been some weird things like uh, Jackson, Smith and Jigba becoming a rising potential rising star. Right. Uh, Metcalf getting hurt. And then being back. It's just like it's all over the place. And like the weeks that you think Lockett will do well or the weeks that you think D Hop will do well based on the matchups and based on the, you know, the quarterback position, the schemes, they don't do well. And then the weeks were on paper like this week, like on paper, like why would I expect Will Levis to be a dog and toss four touchdowns? Like, why would I expect that? Right. Uh, so I benched D Hop. He goes off as the number two receiver in fantasy after I think AJ Brown. Oh, no, it's number yeah. three. AJ Brown and CD. Um, oh yeah, I mean AJ Brown has put is putting up historic numbers for a wide mm-hmm. receiver. Um, and oh no, actually he scored more than AJ Brown. Just kidding, by one point he outscored AJ Brown by one point. So CD Lamb, number one receiver in fantasy, which is fun, but also uh, for this week. But also then you know Lockett, it being like oh he's the only receipt like he's the lead receiver on the field. He'll do well. He'll get a lot of looks. Gets basically no looks. Okay, DK Metcalf is back. There's going to be a ton of you know uh, target. There's going to be a ton of uh, a crowded field for targets, and then he gets 22 fantasy points. I just can't. I can't with these guys, Gibby. I can't. It's just like I. I hate the. I hate the lot. This is why I like four guys, Gibby. I hate the fantasy lottery. Anyways, that's my team. Yeah. So for me, uh, it's been a. It's been. An, uh, we'll say it was riding high, and then we've kind of hit a low point. But I do think that there is light at the end of the tunnel. I do think the back half of the season. I'll say within two. I weeks, think your team is the best position for the back half of the season in the league. Full stop. If and if if guys come back healthy and they stay healthy, which is always a question mark, right? Yeah, we look great. <clears throat> so I'm still sitting with Patrick Mahomes uh, as my as my QB. I did lose Justin Jefferson, as many of you know, who are, are also playing and following fantasy football. I lost him in week five to what looked like a, it was a non-contact, what looked like not of that severe hamstring injury. Mm-hmm. And then they've slapped him on IR. But this is also at the low point of the Vikings outlook when they were two and four. And it doesn't look well. It, did, it didn't look like they were going to be competing. So they did, I think they were just preventatively put him on IR and said, yeah. we want to make sure that you don't get to keep you from yourself and you don't try to rush yourself back out there as our most valuable asset. Mm-hmm. And they put him on IR, and he's still not set to come back until week ten. This is we're about to go into week nine. Yeah, after tonight's games, um, and he's he's set to come back week ten. Whether he actually comes back in week ten is un is unknown because they were they're now trending up as a team, except well, for the fact that cut that Kirk Cousins just Kirk tore, oh, man, he just <sighs> tore his Achilles. So it's so Kirk weird. Cousins having a great season. I don't know if Justin Jefferson will want to come back that quickly. I mean, they're still competing for a title. Well, this the is the weird thing. It's like, do NFC they North? Right. Do everyone was talking about, will they trade cousins at the trade deadline? Now the question is, will they acquire a quarterback at the trade deadline? And because I, they, and I don't their team, know their defense seems better than last year's 13 and three rosters defense. Like, you know, like, well, their, and their, their offense, offense seems to have picked it up. Like, like the Jordan Addison is doing Hawkinson, great. Hawkinson's right? doing great. Yeah, yeah. Like KJ Osborne has has stepped into a decent role. He had he tallied nine. He's on my bench. He tallied ninety nine yards this week. 
right off of like 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 a 10 targets mm-hmm. 10 carries or, or 10 receptions he had 12 targets like he's he's their their wide receiving core is doing great they picked up cam Akers. i mean Akers and madison aren't like the best running back to you but they're solid mm-hmm. and their defense is is performing better than they have in the first three or four weeks of the season they're at least hitting up the where they're middle of the road against against teams um we could see them trade for a QB and truly try to push for for a, a playoff run. And mm-hmm. if they do, I think that would encourage Justin Jefferson to come back if they don't pick up anybody. Because right now, their next backup, they have Nick Mullins, who was the previous backup for um, the San Francisco 49ers. He's on IR. Right. He's, just, he's not set to come back until week 10, so they have another week without him. But right now, it's a, it's a, a fifth-round rookie that is going to be stepping in as the QB unless they pick up somebody this week and slot him in um for for the vikings so we'll see what happens with justin jefferson um my major methodology in through so far through improving my roster over Mm -hmm. the course of the weeks has been trading and early on after like week three i did pick up a i did i did uh negotiate with somebody a what seemed to have been and i think i still think is a a good trade for both of us we looked at our rosters and i needed a little bit of help at running back. He needed some help at wide receiver. So our trade was a two for two player. I got rid of Jalen Waddle and Rashad White for Kyron Williams, who was the ascending running back for the uh, yeah. Rams, mm-hmm. and uh, Mike Evans, who mm-hmm. is the number one wide receiver for for Tampa Bay. Um, big in the end zone. He's been he's been um, Baker Mayfield's end zone target in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. So. I, I, I could take a little bit of the volatility with Mike Evans, which the other guy didn't want. I pick up some I pick up who I evaluated to be a really good running back, Kyron Williams. This guy gets a team that he wanted a he wanted pieces on being Miami's like high flying offense. So he picked up Jalen Waddle and the consistency at running back of the floor of Rashad White. So we traded and so far and it was great. Like like after after that happened for me, Mike Evans. Mike he Evans got, had he, a big game the week after. Well, he pulled his hammy, but he still had a touchdown that game. He came back and he's been scoring every almost every single week. Kyron yeah. Williams has popped off for me. Yeah. On multiple weeks until. Yeah. In garbage time of a game, they yeah. already had won. Mm-hmm. He string he strains his hamstring. I think it's a hamstring. Um, or it's an ankle. It's either an ankle or a hamstring. Right. Oh, uh, no, it's his ankle. So they placed him on IR. Yeah. So that was really unfortunate that after a week of me having him or two weeks after me having him and him popping off, Mm -hmm. he goes on IR compared with who was my other running back? David Montgomery. Yeah. Who, if you know anything about Monty this season for the lions, he has been the bell cow, right? The touchdown getting pseudo hurt. Like he gets, he, well, he, yeah, he missed one week due to due to a a different injury. Mm -hmm. And then he, gets landed on really hard mm-hmm. by the football after getting tackled from behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets like a back injury, like a, it's like a cartilage spine injury. Yeah. It was which, like a contusion on his spine or something like yeah, that. Which, yeah. Which, which is, it's is a rare thing. It will naturally heal. It's not a long-term injury that you, that they are concerned about at all, but they did also, uh, they haven't, they didn't ever placed him on IR, but he's right. been out for yeah. several weeks while they're waiting for him to heal. And now he goes into his bye week. So yep. they were going a lot gonna, of dead time. Essentially, he was placed on IR with he was out for four. He's going to be out for four weeks. Right. And so Kyron and uh, David Montgomery get hurt at the same time. 
along with prior to let's 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 go back one week. So this is prior to week seven that this happens. Right. I also have Brees Hall on my team who finally gets the go ahead all clear of you're going to be the guy. No holds barred, full snaps, go be the star that you are on the Jets mm-hmm. who have figured it out post. Yeah, uh, that's Rogers a getting hurt. figured it out is a little too much credit. They've I, th- I think they're three and one after like over the last four weeks of last four. So, yeah, but they've also played not great teams. They haven't won in very convincing fashions. They've gotten lucky on some big long field goals and some. I think their defense like, they're is going to keep good. I think their defense is going to keep things on low, a lot Zach of low Wilson's, scoring games. They, they literally won. He's not the, good. Like he's yeah, he's going like they're. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I'll be honest. I, I think they, they, they should. They're, they're sitting there hoping Aaron Rodgers done doing some weird experimental ACL recovery procedure to try to come back and play if they can make the playoffs i don't believe that's gonna happen i really wish it would i wish i love aaron Rodgers as a player and i wish him the best um he's kind of you know a media circus but i don't know if i mind that it's kind of fun like i i i just i you know there's no way it's gonna happen not when they've got the bills and miami in their division they're not gonna win their division and and they're they're not their record's not strong enough where i do think i don't even think that they push afc's packed they're like yeah they're not gonna push for a wild card so like they're they're competing for really not much right now but Brees hall has been fantastic i did pull off a trade prior to week seven though which I won't get into all the details, but essentially there was an initial trade that involved draft pick trading, which are um, was is legal within our our yeah our, well our league yes it's legal against our rules, but we uh, as a league voted and said, hey, now that we know this is a thing, I don't think a lot of our our players in our league knew that it nobody was, had it was done active. it before, and nobody no, and really even knew in that ten that, years like, everybody no one had attempted to do it. Everybody assumed it wasn't something that you did, like the the, the mechanics of the app enabled it. Yeah, so it, it was it was just not it wasn't something that we enabled. It was something that was never turned off. It right. was essentially the way it was until someone noticed, "Hey, this is there. My team's not doing super well. Could I get a draft pick from you next year?" And I said, "Sure." So let's let's trade around. And we went back as a league and said, "Okay, I, this doesn't make a lot of whole sense for redraft leagues, which we are. So we redraft our teams new every single year. Yeah, we don't carry team. We don't carry players over like a dynasty league. So we figured out a way." to retroactively make the trade still happen since um, what it was is I ended up needing to get away. I, the leagues decided and they shouldn't have had a hand in, in who I gave. Away. Well, yeah, That's it was man. I mean, I was one of the I didn't involve myself in it outside of just talking to Gibby, but I w- I vehemently dislike pick trading in a redraft league, especially when like you never know if somebody's even going to come back the next year. Now, admittedly, I'd get I'd guarantee seven to nine people in this 12 team league are going to come back next year. But like the principle of it is still inherently defeatist, which I think ends up allowing people to wait. You know, they the losers of the league can basically help pick the winners for that year, which I don't. I'm not saying that was explicitly happening, but I the rules enable that kind of frankly collusion to be able to be done this definitely wasn't what was happening in terms of like gibby and the trade that they were putting together but the league the league other people in the league shut it down they probably got way too involved and gibby ended up with what was the what was the final trade there i ended up trading away Brees hall and i think i ended up trading away Brees hall and another like backup running back for or a Brees Hall and a, and a running back. It was for Najee's backup, uh, Jalen Warren. Yeah, 
um, for Joshua Palmer and Travis Kelsey. And that was the whole point of my trade was to, I was trying to go after Travis Kelsey so I could stack Kelsey and Mahomes. The problem was this is prior to Kyron Williams and David Montgomery going down the exact same week. Right. After this trade happened. Because even with the Brees Hall trade, like it's, it it becomes a much fairer trade than what was happening with the draft picks, but probably still heavily in your favor contextually. But then now. And Joshua Palmer was stepping into the role as yeah, a wide Palmer's receiver good. too. Palmer's po- solid. Po- post post Mike Williams, he's, yeah, he's fine. Uh, he's a flex. Yeah, so like so he was stepping in as the number two in 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 L.A. and he's been doing great. And he's on my team, and I'm happy he's there. But Kelsey picking up at tight end was was huge. I mean, it still is. And and th- and theoretically, I'd still have David Montgomery and Kyron Williams to be able to start my as my running backs, who are now have and have been injured and will be injured for the next two to three weeks. Kyron Williams is supposed to come back in week eleven. Um, or week 12, I believe mm-hmm. either like week 11, week 12. I think there's some, there's some, some issues yeah. with the timeline that Yahoo said, <clears throat> but he's going to be back in week 11 or week 12. David Montgomery will be back in week 11 or week 12. You, you are positioned to spike right around the playoffs. Like if, as long as I'm still, as long as things continue. Race. Right. And that's the thing. And he, it's important that I'm going to be sitting at five and three after this week, because there is kind of a little bit of separation right now within the top six and the lower six within our league, especially and in I'm points hoping, like you, you will win point tiebreakers against most of the league. Yes. So I'm hoping that I can continue to at least have an uptick of some sort. And if I, if I go 500 from here, mm-hmm. I make the playoffs and then I just have to help yeah. that my team is better than the team across from me at full throttle. If I have a league, if I have a, a lineup going into the playoffs, which I should assuming that, the the Vikings aren't a dud, yeah. They're, for the rest of the season, if they go and pick up somebody else and they don't just as long as they don't waffle take. waffle in their own misery, I should have Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> Justin Jefferson wallow in their own misery. Yeah, like, just, <laughs> they can waffle in their own misery. I'm not gonna waffle. No, they're just that's what you said. You said waffle. I said waffle. No, no, you said, said you definitely said waffle. Listeners, play it back. Play it play back. It back. Let's what's Play it the, the commercial the the replay the replay of someone put it on red zone. <laughs> That's right. Um, but I should have Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans, David Montgomery, Kyron Williams, Zay Flowers as my uh, flex, T- Travis yeah. Kelsey. I've got the Bills defense who has been doing great and is getting healthy again. But they were top two, yeah, top Bills, three scoring Bills defense Bills, in the first I mean, five weeks. Yeah. And the number one scoring kicker and and Jake Elliott for the for the Eagles. Like yep. I should have a I should have a juggernaut team going yes. into the playoffs as long as I can figure out in the short term my running back situation and still compete on a weekly basis and go five hundred. Right. So like that's that's the goal from here is to just make the playoffs. Maybe even give myself a moderate seed mm-hmm. so I don't run into the top guy and just get ousted in week one right. of the playoffs. Right. So well, the, I mean, if everything works out, I think you would have the best roster of everybody um, which i i might be a night i might be the guy that i think nightmare. i think if everything pans out and if you, i think if you make the playoffs your team will be the nightmare in the playoffs um, i might be the guy that the top seed doesn't want to see right so so here we just have to make it to the playoffs my main concern hope. for you is actually mike evans um tampa bay has looked bad the last few weeks and I'm probably in the minority as somebody who's watched the games and watched the highlights. I'm probably in the minority when I say I don't think it's Baker Mayfield's fault. Now, 
he's not an Aaron Rodgers caliber quarterback that will bail people out of a bad scheme or a bad situation. But like, do they have zero running game? And they're not they scheming they Mike run- Evans open. He's never in movement. He's never like in motion before snap. Like it's it's they're not doing what they need to do to allow Mike Evans to really be the elite threat that he is. Chris Godwin's getting a ton of work, which is great. He's fantastic too. Like he's basically a wide receiver one on another team. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, but they have they have two wide wide receivers. But their their scheme is terrible. Rashad White is good in the passing game and just is doing nothing in in the run game and more than yeah. that like their offensive line is patchwork it's just not working um and i feel really bad for frankly i feel bad for baker mayfield i feel bad for the bucks defense which is fantastic um and i also feel bad for their oc who is it's his first year play calling like he's gonna screw up but he doesn't have the offensive line to cover for it like right now right now uh mike mccarthy for the dallas cowboys is play calling like shit, but the Cowboys defense is so good and gets so many takeaways and the offensive line, while not what it has been in the past, the Cowboys O line is solid and Tony Pollard is a beast. So he's getting away with it in games where the bucks, they like they, everything has to click. So my fear is that they will make the They will either sell out on the season early which they shouldn't because they're in the worst division football. But like I said this, I said this uh, in the preseason thing we did. My fear is they've also, here's the other thing. Like everybody's, my fear is that they're going to let the media get to them, that the ownership of the bucks are going to let the media get to them and convince them that this isn't the year because they, they've only lost to top teams. They have lost to the Falcons, which is their worst loss admittedly but that's a division game so those are always tough you can like any given sunday the giants could beat the eagles because it's a division game the washington commanders almost beat the eagles because it's a division game right so like but then the other losses right it's the bills the eagles uh the lions so they've lost to the teams they're supposed to lose to and they beat a couple teams they're supposed to have uh, been beat by right like but my fear is that they're gonna they're gonna call the season early, dump Mayfield, put in Trask, who's going to be objectively worse than Mayfield, no matter how you slice it. Like that's my fear for you and for your team is the Mike Evans slot because like he should be the wide receiver two to Justin Jefferson that will win you the playoffs. That's what he should be. And there's still the possibility he can be, but yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I'm, I'm, the Tampa I'm, Bay needs to figure it out. Well, Tampa and Tampa Bay needs to be patient, and they're they're just not patient. I'm worried that the front office is just not the patient kind to you know look at the metrics and say, hey, Baker Mayfield, they lost, but he had like a 97 passer rating or something like that. Like he did a good job, right? Um, the run game has had like less than three yards per carry on average. Baker Mayfield's the best runner on their team in terms of yards per carry. Like that's ridiculous, right? They just need to scheme things better on offense. Um, They probably should get a a good offensive line upgrade in the, by the trade deadline, you know, like, I don't know. Mm. Anyways, my point is like, there's some, there's a ton of weirdness and I only elevate that as worthy of this podcast because I mentioned that in the, (laughs) in the, uh, in the preseason thing we did like, and let's, can we talk about that by the way? Like, I feel like we did a pretty good job projecting on some of these things. I'm trying to remember what our misses were, but like Deontay Johnson, (laughs) like I called that 
Um, well, he 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 got put on IR after week one. He's yeah, but I mean, po- he, it, ah. po- post coming back from, I will say, like post coming back to his to his credit, um, last two games mm-hmm. that he's that he's played since he was out. He was out week one. Um, he then missed four weeks because he had to be on IR. Yep. Um, and then they had their bye week six, so mm-hmm. he's had week seven and week eight, and he's put up seventy five yards and eighty not eighty. 79 yards and 85 yards, respectively. I mean, um, not bad. So, so he is exactly, he's not the wide receiver, too, that I think he was hoping to be, but he's a solid flex. Yeah, but also what, what the Steelers, but also it's the Steelers, which again, they're four and five, four and two. Five yeah, I mean, but on the back of the defense, like, yeah, like, you know, I, I don't pick, know. I'm pick still, seems to be, I, I, for the rest seems of the season. To be, I'm still it seems out. to be a astronomically better when he's got better options. If he's got only George Pickens to be able to throw yeah. to. Also, Fryermuth has been out for several yeah, weeks. No, I'm just saying. I, I was out on the Steelers. I'm still out on the Steelers. I still like George Pickens as a talent uh, a lot. He's been better than I thought he was going to be. I'd pick him. I, that's the only thing I was excited about from the Steelers was Pickens. But, you know, and then um, I think we were pretty, pretty right on the Cardinals. Yeah, um, we were. We Cardinals were hating being, on the Cardinals. Just Cardinals being abysmal. I mean, Josh Downs has turned into a a week to week. Sometimes he's great. Sometimes he's not. He's Yo, Dobbs is doing better than anyone expected. It's just yeah, exactly. that the team sucks. Like, yep. yeah. I, I never trusted Marquise Hollywood Brown. Uh, he's been quietly Same. pretty good. Yeah, he's not bad. Um, he's just he's a PPR guy, which we're in a PPR league, so it matters. Um, but overall, high and high, their their team has not been great. Um, nobody saw Puka Nakua coming. Yeah, no, we didn't. But I mean, Which I don't think I don't, you and I, I were out. Anybody, we were think we on could the Rams have. anyways. We were like, if they stay healthy, they'll be fine. If they don't stay healthy, they won't be fine. Like, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> they're just a the ba- fragile, the bang- team. The Bengals fell apart the first six weeks, which nobody saw coming. Yeah, but I mean, that's Burrow being badly injured with this, like, no mobility. But like, he's good now. Like, did you did you see the game yesterday? Like, he looked. I did. Unfortunately, he looked like Joe Cool. Niners. So. Yeah. It was, he looked like yeah, Joe they Cool. Just, they just couldn't. They just couldn't outduel him. So, yeah, uh, the, yeah Bengals oh, and decent. Niners. By the way, CMC crushing it. Now, I was not Wish anti CMC. Yeah. Okay. Sure. But you, I mean, but you go. You go with the. It's hard to project. We said this in our pre-draft. Yeah. It is hard to project that a running back stays healthy the whole season, especially someone who has a history of injury like a CMC. I stand as by. As I want him. I stand. By I want that. him to be. The, the juggernaut that he is mm-hmm. and he scored in what like 16 17 straight outings yeah i mean one of those like some, was something kind crazy of I, he had a he had an off game uh was it last week and against the Bay, uh browns i think he didn't do yeah. that and, great and but still still, still great still like still he's still scoring every single week so he's got a but, minimum of at least 10 to 15 points for you i will say like i stand by the like volatility of the rest of the receiving options and that like we haven't seen like We've seen good games from Debo and good games from Ayuk and good games yep. from Kittle, but they're not consistent. Yep. And so, like that was something we predicted at the beginning of the season. Um, Dak Draft strategy. Dak, Dak sucks. Yeah. Like I knew it. I knew it. I called it. I've watched enough Cowboys games. He's had four games of less than twenty fantasy points. Two games of less than ten fantasy points. Like Dak ain't it. And don't let this week fool you. Uh, Dak still ain't it. Um, the defense just took it away from the Rams enough that the Rams got sloppy and gave up. Um, the so. guy that I I said was possibly the best wide receiver in the league 
And it's it's funny because you you know this from my sheets that I sent you. Mm-hmm. When I was the seventh pick in the draft, yep. my and this would have been an absolutely nasty team. Mm. My goal to start the league was going to go uh, in the draft if I could mm. was going to go Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown. And right. that would have been the number one and number two baller, wide yeah. receivers. That would have been abs. And yeah. I mean, I wanted Tyreek hardly missed time uh, as well, but it's they've it's been absolutely nutty to watch yeah. both of them go off. Um, well, and I have Jalen Hurts, so um, I actually I this was, week I was I had Jalen Hurts playing against AJ Brown, which was a tough yeah. uh, scenario, but still, um, I was wrong on Darren Waller. Darren Waller as Not a tight end, like he was. A, in preseason, he looked. He was getting all of the hype and praise as as the number one target for the he's, Giants, and he was just supposed to be this PPR like go to, almost yeah. like a Kelsey ish. And he's his his several years he had in in Las Vegas or formerly mm-hmm. the the Raiders, wherever they were in California, Oakland. Um, he has had several years where he was top four, top five tight end, and he had a bad year last year, and he was fully expected to bounce back this year. In a new organization, much healthier, and just hasn't been hasn't been it. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, it's tough too. Now, I will say, like, he's looked slightly better with Tyrod Taylor on the field than Daniel Jones. Yeah. Well, Tyrod Taylor's just not making mistakes. Yeah, I mean, the Giants still are awful um, for a lot of reasons, and not all of which are any one person's fault. But yeah, they're they're but, not good. So. But yeah, I think that's I think that's about all we've got right now. We've we've got a lot of hope for the back half of the season mm-hmm. for both of our fantasy teams. We're that's both right. going to be in the playoff hunt, which will be really fun to to uh, to go through. Uh, hopefully, I don't see you in the playoffs because mm-hmm. uh, I do think that you have a really strong team. Hopefully, my team gets it together and I have a strong team going into the back half uh, of the yeah. season. It's um, funny because I think my team is one of, if not the strongest teams right now. Um, not probably not the strongest, but one of the top teams right now. I'm worried about what it's going to look like in four to five weeks, <laughs> but <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> you can never predict injuries, and it's really hard to know. Yeah, yeah. But um, that, I think that'll wrap it up for our our mid season review of fantasy football, flat ball, uh, digital, digital sports ball. ball, digital sports ball, <laughs> and um, for our yeah our fantasy legends. Uh, episode so thank you guys oh, for, for and, listening to this episode yeah and before we close out by the way just wanted to give you and i should have said this at the top of the episode but i didn't um next week uh we will be uh once again without our illustrious leader uh mark uh where we will uh dip our toes back into lorcana very briefly because the next expansion is coming out it's just me and gibby we've still been with uh lorcana still playing gibby just played in the tournament got second i think Second out of 42 um, players. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to have a tournament sometime this next month, which I'm going to play in. So we've been playing a lot of Lorcana and the new set's coming out. So many cool things. We're going to sort of highlight and preview some of the things we're excited about for that set, um, you know, and and just have fun with that, revel in it. Uh, and then in the last three episodes of the month, Mark will be back and we will be reviewing the game that Gibby has been the most stoked about for like the last four months, which is Monster Train. Monster Train. And uh, that'll be a cool single-player card game experience that we are really looking forward to diving into. Yeah. So, yeah. So, once again, that's kind of our roadmap for the next month. But um, thank you, everybody, for listening to our Fantasy Football midseason uh, review of how, how things are going. And we'll be sure to check back in closer probably to the playoffs and then after the season is over again. So, this won't be the last episode we do for Fantasy Football, um, but is kind of our check back in our pulse just to see how 
how we're doing, where we were right and where we weren't. So uh, for those of you that also play fantasy football, Good best luck. of luck to you on your teams and your seasons. Feel free to drop uh, any sorts of chats in, in our fantasy football uh, channel we've got in the Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, we would love to hear how your teams are going. If you've got any questions on trades or thoughts, we've got a couple people that have um, been asking us, what do you think about this trade or what do you think about this player? We love talking shop like that. I mean, we don't have all the answers, but we do have opinions. So that's right. Uh, we'd, we we'd, always have we'd, opinions. <laughs> we'd, lo- we'd love to give them to you. So, um, so if you're not already part of our Discord, come see us over at Camp Legend um, for our entire podcast network. Uh, we're for all three of our shows, AOS Airwaves, Legends Cast, and Almost Legends. Uh, and that'll wrap it up for this episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of Legends Cast. You can join our podcast community by joining Discord using the link in the description of this episode. You can become a supporter of the show by visiting patreon.com slash camplegend. And don't forget to check out all of the other shows in the Camp Legend Podcast Network. <laughs>